Hi, and welcome to Syrup Shots Gaming. I'm Tyler, and with me, as always, is Coach. Uh, yeah, crap. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm Coach, apparently. Uh, hi. Coach. Uh, uh, it's not even like a cool coach. It's not like Coach from Left 4 Dead 2, you know. Oh. Although I did yeah. joke with the team about getting them actually varsity um, power gloves. Power gloves? And oh. they, they loved that idea. Nice. However, then uh, one of the head administrators, uh, they were kind of talking. And, and you know how high school boys are. They're like, yeah, we can. What if we win this whole thing? And I'm like, guys, you have won one game so far. Yeah, I will admit down. you did really well at the one game. But, you know, calm down. <laughs> but then the head guy and the administrators, I mean, he's just like, you know, well, if you guys win this whole thing, you know, I think I can afford you guys some, you know, pro gaming chairs. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> no. no, no, but he does want to turn this into a big, big thing. Um, he wants to turn like an old section of the high school that's really, yeah, it's mostly just storage right now. He wants to turn it into like an esports, like, you know, arena. kind of arena laboratory kind of thing. And so he's showing us pictures of this one place that has like, black lights and stuff like it all over and i'm like okay that's cool but again you know let, let's uh temper our expectations because you know we still have a few things quite a few things to get through before all of this but they did do very well and my goal is i'm going to contact uh, one of my team members because i know he shows all his footage on twitch and uh, I think uh, we should set up like a school Twitch channel or like a Twitch team channel. I don't know how to do that. But I know as soon as we do that and get the message out or if we can get uh, the students footage and like recorded and edited and put on like the school's Facebook and website, I know mm -hmm. suddenly we are going to be inundated with students being like, I didn't know we had this. <laughs> Well, that was kind of the point for a while because we were kind of testing the waters to see if this would work. And now it's clear that it is going to. So, but I know that's all we have to do. And then everybody will come out of the woodwork. Well, especially when if, they, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, especially when they find out though, that there is six total games that we can play on this uh, for competition. And we've only done one of them. Well, I do, uh, if you need it, I do have good recommendations for recording and editing software that's free that you guys can use. All right. But uh, the thing is also we want to get other classes involved with this too. And the school actually does have a video production class. And so oh, nice. I'm going to talk to that teacher and be like, hey, would it be possible to turn this into like an editing assignment? You know, and then it's, you know, it works a deal. You know, the student you know, can record their footage and edit it in class, but then it can be used to promote the school and the team. So I'm still going to send you one. There's a, the pro, one of the programs I use is called OBS. And what's cool about it is you can attach it to Steam or to uh, Twitch. Mm -hmm. So one of the projects could be them creating a Twitch overlay that sponsors the school that they can oh, have yeah. over the game while they're playing. Yeah, uh, I actually was planning on 
Well, I was hoping to do it before we got started with this tonight, but instead I decided, because I just want to veg out and do nothing tomorrow, I decided to actually write out my lesson plan for the coming week that I didn't already have prepared. I decided to write that before this. And I got probably about three quarters of it finished, so I might just be like, okay, I'll finish the rest when I get to work on Monday. <laughs> Because it's one of those things, it's like, I know what we're going to do. I just need, I wanted to get on paper. So that way, you know, if I had to have like a, a, a if I suddenly, yeah, if a sub, like suddenly rapidly, like I got really sick or something, or, you know, uh, got my arm shot off in Vietnam or something, I don't know. Uh, I would have to, you know, have that piece of paper there just saying what we're doing. Even though the way I set up my projects is, you know, I introduce them and then, you know, the students kind of know what they need to do, and then they do it. I just go around helping individually after that point. So subs probably have it great in my classroom when they have to come <laughs> in. The students do it themselves, and then it's just like, okay, clean up. Okay, uh, I'm going to continue being on my phone back here because I'm not an official teacher and can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get on my phone in front of the students. That's a good that's a good choice. Good yep. life decision. I, the only thing I have it set to is that uh, on my phone, I have it set. So if I hear ding, ding, that is a student who has sent me a question over the online classes. So then it's like, OK, got to go walk over to the computer in the corner. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yep. So this week's a little bit different because we didn't come up with a topic beforehand. We're we're winging it. Yep, we are off the script, ladies and gentlemen. Smurfs, dinosaurs. Uh, Welcome to Syrup Shots Gaming, where the boring. questions are made up and the rules don't matter. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> so actually, uh, am I seeing that right in the background, uh, Alduin, at the top of your bookshelf back there? Right here? Yep, yep that's Alduin. And yep. I have Mario and Luigi, Toad and Yoshi. And yep, uh, Diva's Blaster. And nice. I got Tracer right there. And then Mario, who holds my uh, Switch remote. Switch remote. My Wii remote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mixing up my consoles already. <laughs> so, Aldwin got me thinking there. What are your thoughts on the Bethesda Xbox marriage? Marriage. No. <laughs> marriage. Marriage is what. <laughs> marriage. <laughs> What brings us together today? Well, the marriage isn't really what happened, but it's not necessarily always a financial <laughs> uh, <laughs> transaction that, well, but maybe back in the day with dowries and stuff. You know, <laughs> again, we should make a contest where if you can count how many times uh, Dave says you know in an episode, you get a grand prize of wasted time. But with this acquisition, it, it's different to me in that in, in a lot of cases when a company seems to buy another company, especially when they are a console manufacturer, manufacturer usually mm -hmm. they have been having this said company make games featuring their characters for an extended bit. So with uh, Nintendo, for example, because they've done this several times, with Retro Studios, they did this. 
Um, uh, wasn't it uh, Level 5 Gaming recently? They did I that as well? I believe that's right. Yeah, Level 5 has made a lot of like the sports games for them. Mm-hmm. I believe that, that's, that was Punch-Out, correct? Uh, Punch-Out and uh, a lot of the Mario Golfs. Yeah. Well, before Cam and Camelot does a lot of that too. And then mm-hmm. there's some that also they own like a controlling interest in. So I know that I know some people are in a tizzy where they're, they're like, well, yes, Nintendo owns Pokemon, but if uh, game freaking creatures just wanted to, you know, split, you know, well, then, uh, you know, they could do whatever they uh, No, because uh, here's the thing it's not ever been like, really publicized but nintendo also owns like a major controlling interest in creatures as well so mm-hmm. really when the people are like well they only own one third of it, it actually it's more like probably i'd say about 60 percent because even a at controlling the controlling interest yes because even at the initial point though for the game to be made nintendo was probably like you got to give us half you know the controlling interest in it, so so we'll fund this, which happens a lot in them. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if suddenly they were to say we're buying creatures and Game Freak outright uh, because of uh, a situation like that. But it, that's not always the case. Game Freak does make games still, not often, mind you, that aren't Pokemon that will go to other systems, like they did Tembo the Bat. <laughs> And they did, uh, it was it Little Town Story as well? Now that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now that one wasn't published by Nintendo, but it was like a Nintendo exclusive uh, game. So, you know, they've done things like that. But the situation with Bethesda is that they have made games for all consoles for quite a bit of time and never had like an exclusivity deal with Microsoft necessarily. They've also never had a situation where Microsoft uh, has come to them. Wasn't, Morrow, wasn't Morrowind uh, an exclusive for Xbox? At the time, yes, back in the day, but also I believe it was twofold. One, because the game was too big otherwise to play on other consoles that's why we were able to get doom 3 at the time on xbox as well and also uh that was because morrowind also had a trick up its sleeve to work on the console which was fascinating the reason the load times were so long in that game was because it was literally resetting turning on and off the console so to clear the RAM to load in the new areas and stuff. It was just that kind of a crazy trick to get it all to work. So I don't think it was necessarily because there was money involved. It was because they wanted money, but that was the system that could work with these two high-end PC games that otherwise couldn't be ported at the time. I mean, now it's no issue, but at the time, computers were still a step above uh, game consoles. Now they're getting to the point where the line is pretty much kind of going to blur in between the two of them. And that's why yeah. we get things like the, the PS4 Pro and the the Xbox One X and stuff like that. Not to be confused with the Series X or the Series S. Microsoft, work work on those names. 
you've done so many great things, Microsoft. Work on naming. Yeah, Maybe yeah, get some okay. Bethesda people to work on that for you. <laughs> yeah, and so that that's the part of it that's unusual to me is that we have a game company that has never, you know, they haven't even also made games featuring Microsoft's characters. So I know Microsoft, what they did do though, like Bungie made all the Halo games, like one, two, three, mm -hmm. and then Microsoft bought the franchise and now has 343 Studios do it. Now Bungie has no control in the Halo franchise anymore. Same thing with Epic and the Gears of War series. Now, Microsoft yep. owns the franchise, but there was none of that this time. It was the thing that's kind of making my mind melt a little bit. And they say that they're not going to have everything be an exclusive, which uh, I do believe. I I don't. I oh, I yeah? think I think everything that they are contractually obligated to be uh, non-exclusive, they'll keep their contract on. Mm -hmm. I would not expect anything that's not in development to show up on anything other than what can be played with Xbox or Xbox Game Pass. Or uh, an Xbox Game Pass allows you to play it on PC, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, maybe some of these other things, though. But what I mean, though, is like, as I have said before, for some reason, Microsoft is very buddy-buddy with Nintendo. And if there is like a small franchise that they feel they you know could get more money out of by porting it to something else they will do so like with cuphead and ori and the blind forest mm -hmm. but again those are those are small bitties. Yeah. yeah exactly they're great games but it's no halo and master chief so we'll just see but i mean even then they were talking about Oh, we're going to make Xbox Live for the Nintendo Switch. Pardon? <laughs> How would that even work? Now, that I haven't heard that idea come up again since COVID hit, but it was talked about. And it, 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 it kind of did. You have to... So, Minecraft. Um, you have oh. to log in to Xbox Live to play it on a Switch. Oh, wow. I haven't plugged in my <laughs> copy yet. But again, yeah. that's another. I guess that would be a good example of how this works. Minecraft was purchased by Microsoft, mm -hmm. but it had been on everything else before. So, who knows? Uh, I mean, some of these IPs, yeah, it, 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 probably nothing's going to happen. I, I am, I am scared to death though about what is going to happen with uh, Tango GameWorks, who made. Uh, the Evil Within games, which I love, but it is primarily a Japanese studio in the middle of a bunch of Western developers. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we'll see what happens. But then again, there was an article recently where they did like a roundtable after the purchase, and they were discussing how Bethesda has really focused on trying to share assets with all of their companies that is under the, their umbrella. So apparently one of the big enemies actually in uh, the Doom remake was designed by Tango Gameworks. They did like all the art for it. That's so nice. I forget which one that was, but it was on my feed today, actually. It might still be on it. Let me see if I can pull that up. But what are your thoughts on it? So I'm mixed. Um, 
the downside is exclusivity is not a good thing for consumers on the offset there. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are benefits to this purchase. Uh, mm-hmm. So Bethesda running on its own has mm-hmm. to do both the creative side and the financial side. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're making calculated choices with their games. And instead of taking some risks, they're trying to be conservative with what they do. Mm-hmm. Now that Microsoft owns them, and Microsoft's goal right now is to make Xbox Game Pass look as attractive as possible, they will, they're willing to take a loss on games and have them be creative and wacky and do whatever ideas they want, because, and they'll go on there. So I'm actually more confident there will be an Evil Within 3 now than I was before. Because... They want those jewels in the Game Pass crown. Mm-hmm. They want to say, this is why you come to us. You want your horror? This is our horror franchise. You want your new Fallout that has a different take on it? We're your place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would hopefully think that Microsoft would also maybe put a little pressure in areas, though, where Bethesda has kind of dropped the ball especially with like fallout 76 oh and i did find the article it was uh from yesterday uh the hellraiser enemy was designed by tango gameworks actually Hmm. so and that was from the 2016 doom but they also say that like machine games helped a good bit with like doom 2016 and i didn't realize they were under the bethesda umbrella as well but it makes sense because they're the wolfenstein guys yep and they're the ones that making the new Indiana Jones game. That's right. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you want anyone who's uh, good at killing Nazis to make a game. Watch that be a crossover. That would blow my mind. <laughs> so Indiana I'm feeling... Jones in the castle of Wolfenstein. <laughs> Couldn't uh, be worse than, uh, than Crystal Skull. Uh darn those aliens uh I, I, it, oh no so if they had just taken listening. out that dumb spaceship i would have probably been okay with it you just all you had to say was they're extra dimensional beings we cannot possibly know their means and taking out the stupid stupid spaceship i would have been fun you could have had it more like a lovecraft kind of thing where, ooh, it's like, you know, dark, ancient portals and weird stuff like that. That would have made a much better movie. Oh, and remove Shia LaBeouf, whose contribution to acting is screaming no, 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 no in rapid succession and at varying levels of volume and excitement. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, that, that, uh, I'm going to have ulcers as an old person from that movie. And that stupid monkey swinging vine scene. Uh, Can't forget the refrigerator. Uh, although that made for a funny joke and fallout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, like I said, I'm feeling confident about the, the Bethesda Xbox. I think it's Xbox needs exclusives and Bethesda needs someone to be the money man so they can focus on the gaming and take their time to make them right and have the funds to make them right. 
I will agree that Xbox definitely does need exclusives because really all they have is Halo and Gears of War, it seems, and a few others. But then again, yeah. those are those are small for it. Now, what it seemed like during the 360 years when they were, you know, top dog, because during that generation, the 360 really was kind of the clear winner of like the, the main two, I would say. Nintendo has for years now decided been like, you know, well, fine, if you two are going to go that direction, we're going to go this direction by hovercraft or some weird stuff. But now, really, they've kind of find, had a come-to-Jesus moment, I think, and they're just like, you know, for whatever reason, no one seems to be able to ever beat us in handheld, so we're going to just double down on that. <laughs> uh, but what they would do, it seems, again, they realize they don't have necessarily like a ton of exclusives, but what they would do, though, is pay to make it an exclusive for like a year. So I remember like the... Uh, Exactly, which I love. Yeah. I love that series, but you know, naturally, I gravitated to play that immediately on my my 360 because I wanted to play that first. You know, I didn't want to wait, and I played all of the other ones that have released at that console generation on 360 uh, because you know they were releasing the higher end versions because like. Uh, Tomb Raider Legends came out at right at the tail end of the PS2 era, and so they had, like, a 360 version, and then, you know, they had the other two. So, mm -hmm. and then right at the tail end of the 360 era, they had the uh, the Tomb Raider of the new trilogy, I would say. The but, survival trilogy, for lack of a better term? Yeah, which is which is darn good games, I would say. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, but with that, again, I just remember them, you know, paying a lot of extra money to get that year exclusive. To, and then some exclusives, they were, like, funded. And then it's just like, okay, we're done with this. It's not coming out. Like, I remember everybody being so excited for a scale bound to come out mm -hmm. from Platinum Games. And I would love for them to actually do that, but because Microsoft funded it, they own then the rights to the game. And it's one of those situations where they're kind of holding the cards to their chest, and it's like, and we're not going to give this back. I have a theory on that. I, mm -hmm. I, have, a, I have a strong theory on why that game got canceled. Yeah. Uh, so, I give a lot of credit to Phil Spencer, the man in charge at Xbox right now. He has been playing the long game, and he's mm -hmm. been playing it very well. Mm -hmm. I think he realizes Xbox needs exclusives, but they need good exclusives. Yeah. You can't have a game come out as a hot mess representing their brand at this point. That's the reason yeah. why they uh, delayed Halo. They can't afford for Halo Infinite to be bad. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. Scalebound was probably get, knowing platinum games overly ambitious but to the point to its detriment and i think microsoft basically went we don't see this going away where it can be profitable for us we're gonna have to cut losses here and just cancel holding because we'd rather lose money on the development than lose uh clout with our exclusives because mm -hmm. again you. the whole thing they're building to 
Microsoft's whole approach right now is Game Pass. Mm-hmm. They don't want to exclude gamers and saying you have to do Game Pass. They'll still sell the games. But their bread and butter is 15 bucks a month. From 15 everyone. bucks a month? Um, with with every Bethesda every, game. Every, you know, every month, you know, things like that. Uh, they they want you know they want the um, subscription service scheme, and mm-hmm. I, I'm getting sick to death about all the subscription services. And now it sounds like Netflix might possibly crack down on password sharing and all this other nonsense. And I'm like, you know, a lot of us got subscription services to get away from cable, and now with everyone pulling their content into their own subscription service. So now there's all these subscription services. Now they're bundling together them together. That's just going to make cable version 2.0 is all that's going to do. And I'm online just, cable. Yeah, I saw that coming years ago. As soon as, oh, what was it? I forget which one was like the first to branch off from Netflix. But I knew as soon as Disney said, "Oh, we're going to make our own," I'm like, "Up oh, there it goes." Watch it. Years yeah. from now, it's going to be like. Our stupid charter communications here in my town. Oh well, you can get the uh, the special bundle which has Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or you can get the upgraded which includes HBO Max as well, or you can get the super upgrade version which has all of the adult channels on there too. I'm not that I'm not that thirsty. Charter, leave me alone. <laughs> and that's just a terrible business practice anyway. Uh, people <laughs> have the internet. Exactly. Why Unless they have AT and T, boom, we did it again. <laughs> Actually, we did it the first time. We're we're ripping on Tyler's old employer right now, and we don't care. Oh, that was great. Um, speaking of this acquisition kind of stuff, it did get me thinking though, because we just briefly mentioned, uh having the rights to games and stuff like that. Uh, what did you think of this one? Nintendo has traditionally been very, very uh, possessive of their franchises. Mm-hmm. Even ones where they may only have, you know, I'm trying to think of the right words to it. But let me explain. Left the, the cobwebs on it like F-Zero? Exactly, exactly. Give now F-Zero. Only recently, yes, but that's a great way to put it, have kind of left to die. Recently, however, Nintendo let go of one of their franchises and actually let it go back to the uh, developer. Wonderful 101. Ah. Now, Nintendo funded that game and owned all of the rights to the characters and everything else. Now, Platinum Games came back after the Switch came out, because as much as it pains me to say let's say this, the Wii U was an absolute disaster for many, many myriad reasons. It was, it was a commercial disaster. Yes. Uh, for me, it will forever live as like a Dreamcast, you know. I, I, I still say the Switch now is doubling down on the idea of what the Wii U should have been. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Taco night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> but 
they uh, Platinum Games came to Nintendo and said we would like to release, you know, like an updated port for the Switch. And Nintendo basically said, you know what, guys, that's fine, but we don't want to fund it, okay? But if you guys want it, it's yours. So they did. They they literally like gave them back Wonderful 101 which they funded in the first place and they did a Kickstarter and got it funded for a remaster on the switch and the PS4. Mm -hmm. And you know, that that's one of those where they even said originally, you know, if Nintendo wants it, you know, they hold, you know, all the trademarks and stuff. Now, what I will say though, is recently also, Nintendo uh, gobbled up one of those other ones that they had kind of like a 50-50 joint ownership in. So I'm wondering if this was kind of a trade-off deal, because I know Platinum is trying to go into self-publishing, but Nintendo gobbled up Astral, Tra uh, Astral Chain. But I'm just saying, what do you think of that? Nintendo actually letting go. You know, they, they've never done that before. Except for... So uh, Except for back in the days when Microsoft, you know, bought Rare, but that was kind of a dumb thing anyway. And I think now, at the time I was upset, but at the time now I think Nintendo kind of saw the writing on the wall with Rare. <laughs> I, I think they made a mistake with letting go of the IP, not necessarily the development team. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing is, though, the thing I would think, though, Wonderful 101... Yes, it was a Wii U exclusive that Nintendo helped fund and get developed, but at the same time, it wasn't one I felt was really going to go places. No, and, and here's my theory, is Nintendo has and always will be staunch defenders of any IP that is, in the public mind, a Nintendo IP. Mm -hmm. You know, if they had, if, you know, if they had a character in a Smash game, save for the ones that are known to be, you know, third party. And even then, those are ones that Nintendo considers, well, these have always been friends of the Nintendo. <laughs> or our friendly place, playground rivals in the 90s. <laughs> well, they became buddy-buddy with uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was crazy. But uh, I just... I mean, they would rather let some franchises just outright die than. Part of me, part of me's got to hope that in the background, Nintendo is playing a financial game, and they're spacing out some of the releases. Because I have to hope that some of these things are going to come back. Mm -hmm. What I think Nintendo needs to realize, though. Is not every one of them is a sixty dollar game. They yeah, need to but... let some of them be indies. Mm -hmm. Great example, Punch Out. Punch Out. I love that game. Punch Out for the Wii mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. It is. Is it a sixty dollar game? Yeah, I would say forty. I'd be happy yeah. at forty. Yeah, and that's the thing. Nintendo <sighs> needs to learn where to draw those lines at. Mm -hmm. and they but, can make a lot more money yeah and they they know that with their games that you know get all the accolades and everything 
that they can keep it at that price for that long and it'll be fine forever yeah like every smash brothers every main line like big mario and mario uh, kart yeah they can leave it any animal crossing zelda they can do that uh, I would start to say though that uh, the new super new Super Mario series, uh, I'm getting a little tired of you know spending the sixty bucks on, and I really feel especially when you have Mario Maker two. Exactly, and also uh, again, like the most two recent ones in that series, they're just re-releases from the Wii, and I I already have those, and now they have added other additional bells and whistles and i want to play i want to play bowser's fury but at the same time i don't necessarily want to shell out 60 additional bucks just to get bowser's fury because i already played 3d world to death Uh, like i said in a previous podcast uh i got every star every stamp in that game the only thing i didn't do was try and get every perfect goalpost with like every character because that's just madness right but you know it but i would jump all over it if it you know that that's one where i would say if it were like a dlc for odyssey oh, i'd buy it up this minute <laughs> yeah. i'm actually surprised there were no true dlcs for odyssey the only really uh, one they had was luigi's balloon world and i really wouldn't i'm count. not i'm not surprised I just I would have figured they would have had like you know maybe like an Isle Delfino level or something. Oh, I'm sure they I'm sure they made some. Mm-hmm. And there could be great levels in uh, Odyssey too when it comes out. Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> what it's the same play that they did with uh, Super Mario Galaxy. They use mm-hmm. the same assets to make a new game, tweak a few things, but have the same basic engine, gameplay mechanics, etc. I do know that's why. Excuse me. Why uh, they made uh, they're making Breath of the Wild two? It's because they admitted we had too many ideas for DLC for Breath of the Wild. So mm-hmm. we released the two, and then we're like, let's just make a, another game because then we can use all this cutting room floor stuff. And I'm I'm looking forward to it actually. Yeah. So talking about the Mario series. Uh, I want to share a vision I have. So, I say so a lot. Every time you say, you know, I say so. <laughs> so, you know, and um, count all of them, you'll get a prize. And yeah. that can be all of the change I have in my pocket at this moment. Is it zero? Um. <laughs> He's actually looking. I have a floppy disk. <laughs> I use them as coasters in the house. Actually, I found them in the classroom in the like the previous teacher's old thing. There's, there's probably like a, an old art show on this, but because no computers seem to have floppy drives anymore, now they're coasters. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about the Mario series and how you're getting sick of the new series because it's just the same song and dance over and over again. It's not that I'm getting I'm getting sick of paying full price for it. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoy those so much, but you're right. I got Mario Maker 2 now. And if I just want new content, all I got to do is boot it up 
Okay, let's see what the top levels are this week, or this month, even. I have a dream. Here's what I want from a new, new Super Mario Brothers. Ooh. Or... <laughs> so, they've done a 3D Mario doing side-scrolling. Uh, side they've done 8-bit, 16-bit. Mm-hmm. I want a hand-drawn one. Ooh, that would be cool. I want a hand-drawn Super Mario Brothers. And that would be a reason to create brand new levels, to get back in there and pay $60. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. There was one level in uh, New Super Mario Brothers for Wii U that actually had, like, an impressionistic style. And uh, it was Star only Night. one Yeah. And it was only one level, but it's like, why is there not a whole game in this style? Or one that, like, you know, maybe Mario, it, they take the old theme of getting sucked into the paintings from 64, but each one has a different art style, and that would be cool, or something like that. Or even, mind you, it's a slight tangent, but technically, Super Mario World 2, um, Yoshi's Island, the crayon kind of cartoony drawing style. Yeah, that'd be great. Yoshi's Island. Classic game. I'm going to oh, go yeah. ahead and say it. Best platformer. Be oh. Well, touch fuzzy, get dizzy. <laughs> you learned life lessons in that game, kids. Oh, Ask your yes, parents. Yes. <laughs> yes, dandelions are actually drugs, and they will get you messed up. <laughs> oh... Yeah, I want so, I want a hand drawn hand drawn Mario. That would be cool. But I also like my idea of like each one is a different like art style. Well, maybe oh yeah, get, that'd you know, be great too. It'd be hysterical also having like classical Renaissance style Mario level. <laughs> okay, real fast here. Yeah, I want I want both now. I want like okay. one where it's done that whole style. I want a second one. That is Super Paper Mario with all the different art styles. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, that is an underrated game that was on the Wii that I want to come back come back because I would play that game again. Mm-hmm. I really like that one too. I, don't get me wrong, I like the Paper Mario series, but I like that one because that one wasn't as much of a time investment as the others are. And, and it was action RPG where, you know, you're actually doing the jumping like you do with a normal Mario game. Oh, yeah. Um, the only thing with that one, I will say, uh, the, argue, yeah, the art style for that one was, was rather <laughs> simplistic. You know, Paper Mario and some characters great, but then everybody else looked like line art you'd see, you know, you'd try and make in paint as a kid. You know, lots yeah. of straight lines and stuff like that. But I think that could have easily been improved upon, though. Another game, though, that had that kind of crayon looking style was Kirby's Dreamland 3, which would, I think, would apply well to, like, a, a Paper Mario style as well, now that I mm -hmm. think about it. So, Tyler, uh, changing topics now. Um, okay. What have you been playing this week? Uh, pretty much the same things I've been playing. Uh, so... Oh, yeah been dabbling with a little more with Outriders. Still loving mm -hmm. it. Still very excited about that. Mm -hmm. um, I have downloaded Pyro Mithra for Smash Bros. Oh, I'm, I'm sad. I, I have 
I can do it anytime because I bought the pass. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> they are interesting. Mm-hmm. Not I'm a character I'm going to stick with. Not a character I'm going to stick with. Ah, uh, I got you. And, and uh, it's all and it's all down to Pyra's side B. Okay. So I'm going to get in the nitty gritty here for a little bit. Uh-oh. So her side B throws out the sword and it spins for a little bit and then it comes back to you. And you mm-hmm. can still move during that. Mm-hmm. You know what you can't do, though? Use your sword or attack? A- attack in ed- any capacity. Oh, because you don't have a sword, I take it. <laughs> right. Oh. Until it comes back. And it and it takes a good couple seconds, which in video in, in fighting game time is forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forever. Uh, and it's also kind of a bummer because her uh recovery mm-hmm. is straight up so if unless you're mithra you have no side recovery Ooh, dirty pool mm. yeah her now yeah myth sorry go ahead i i have heard that the villager can steal the sword though do you just then lose it <laughs> i don't know i haven't come across that yet Oh, let's look that one up. <laughs> uh, what I would hope is then you just transform. It would. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, that would suck. <laughs> I'm gonna have to test this later. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, test it and tell me how it goes. Oh, that sounds great. No, I just haven't plugged Smash Brothers in because uh, I had all of the spirits and then forgot about the age of calamity weekend and Mm. then i got in and realized i have so much gold in that game because i have beat world of light long time ago so i bought like 87 shuffles for the spirit board and did it 87 times and never got even one of those spirits to show up and i was a little mad about that and then now they have a spirit that seems uh, much like uh, uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, but they've announced if you have a save for Ghosts and Goblins, you get the Arthur spirit. Yay! Now, they did eventually release the Eevee and Pikachu one for everyone. That is true, but it's still I took imagine a while. they'll do the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll just have that empty spot for a while, the empty yep. hole in your soul. Yep, yep. And it took me forever to get all those stupid Ring Fit Adventure spirits. Uh, I missed the Bravely Default 2 weekend, so... I managed to remember that one, but it was also just because I plugged it in, turned it on, and was like, oh, it's the Bravely Default 2 weekend. Didn't know that was happening, but okay, we'll get these. And then the final game I've still been playing is uh, Guilty Gear XR, still practicing with the, with the arcade stick. Gotcha. Interesting thing about that game. So, it has a story mode. Okay. Ask me what's unique about the story mode. Well, with Guilty Gear, there's a lot of unique things, but what's unique about the story mode? You don't play it. There is no fights. It's basically just an anime. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's a choice. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's the wrong choice. See, 
ever since Mortal Kombat 9 came out, that should that has been become the standard for how you do a fighting game story. Mm-hmm. And Mortal Kombat just seems to keep improving upon it each time. Now they started with Mortal Kombat versus DC, they kind of started that, you know, it wasn't as good, but you could start to see kind of like, oh, this could lead somewhere. And then then Mortal Kombat 9 came out and you're like, yep, you got it. And now it's like every other fighting game follows kind of that mentality. But that's just dumb. (laughs) Why not? It's one thing, you know, to have like an arcade mode where everybody gets an ending and like have that. But why don't you just say, this is the freaking anime, you know, watch this. Funny you should mention that. Mm-hmm. They do still have an arcade mode. Yeah. They call them episodes. Mm-hmm. And they're all, they all have cutscenes in them. They're prequels to the story. Okay. Can you play those? Yes, you do play those. Okay, the, that okay. is your traditional ladder. I so, gotcha. But it's not the actual story. It's little snippets for each character building up to the main story. Okay, well, how long is the story? Is it like... Uh, hours. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least that's, not, better, that, that's better than Soul Calibur Five. Soul Calibur Five is the reason that I have not touched Soul Calibur Six just yet, because Soul Calibur Five crapped the bed so badly. <laughs> oh man, Soul Calibur Five crapped the bed. So it was almost biblically how bad they crapped the bed on that. Like you know, and then God sent the plagues of Egypt, and the last one, the plague of crap. That was just how bad. Soul Calibur Five was uh, the story mode. First off, remember all your favorite characters from like Soul Calibur Two? Yeah, screw them. We're gonna have like their kids and other young people that you know. Oh, remember this character Keelik? Well, we're gonna have someone like him, but instead he's gonna act like Goku from Dragon Ball. That's not what I asked for. I I, I did not want and this. And that doesn't even make sense. Goku doesn't even use the the staff anymore. I know, but he's, you know, the, he's got super seven. He's got super seven. Saying seven uh, Vegito burrito. <laughs> they based him off the Monkey King. Is basically what they do. Yeah, I, I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. And then uh, the story mode. So that kind of sucked because they basically got rid of everybody cool and focused it on these all these new characters which just were not interesting because they were trying too hard to be the characters you already like so it's like why did you even bother and then the arcade mode you know with every other past soul caliber it had been you know you play through the arcade mode oh you learn kind of like what would have happened if that person you know did the thing mm-hmm. or something nope you're not getting an ending here's your score no we're done eat it fathead <laughs> that's uh, that's not good yeah so I was upset with that and really now looking back I would say Soul Calibur 2 was probably the height of Soul Calibur and then it just kind of started going into the toilet 
ever since, but I was blinded by three and four because I think my love for two was just that high. But really, I probably should have, when I heard Star Wars characters, I probably should have been like, that is stupid. Why in the hell are you doing this? Yeah. But no, I convinced myself it was okay. And yeah, I regret that a lot. <laughs> Plus that it was like, I don't know. Even though it was like exaggerated realism in two, they still tried to keep it semi-grounded, except for maybe like Spawn and uh, you know, the guest characters, but they're guest characters. Yeah. But then in like three, it's like, okay, we're getting a little too, a little more wacky anime. Four, we're getting a little too much more wacky anime. Five, okay, well, we're going to fall in a vat of one piece here and <laughs> sprinkle some light Naruto over everything. And, uh, yeah. hey, kids, remember that four kids dub of all those television shows that you thought they just ruined your childhood? We're going to do that with Soul Calibur Five. Um, okay, Soul Calibur, uh, Time to take you out back behind the barn. You, you've been getting a little older. <laughs> Crapping on the carpet. <laughs> Wait, we we can be edgy and cool again. Don't don't stop. <laughs> it's okay. Soul Caliber's my dog. <laughs> Soul Soul Caliber's just going. No, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Uh, what's another famous story? We'll get King Arthur. He'll be a guest character. <laughs> What about Assassin's Creed? No, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. What about what about that robot girl from so from uh, near Automata? Uh, to be a little yeah. too on the nose for that game. Yes, but but great game. Yes, near Automata was a great game, but she has absolutely no reason whatsoever to be in Soul Calibur. I am getting a bit sick and tired of fighting game guest characters when that is not the point of the game series. Like, Smash Brothers is... That's guest, the point. Yeah, that, that is the point. Okay, and it started this trend with Soul Calibur 2. We're going to put Link in the GameCube edition. Yay! We're going to put Spawn in the Microsoft edition. Yay! We're gonna put Heihachi Mishima in the PlayStation 2 version. <laughs> the crap version. Yeah, and then... the game about swords. And and what's his what's his weapon? Jewelry. <laughs> his fist. <laughs> yep. My fist. I got special bracelets. Sword. Yes. <laughs> and then uh they didn't do it so much for three, although you could get a Cosmos costume from Xenosaga for the creative character. Mm-hmm. But then in four, they're just like Star Wars. Screw it. We're going to have freaking Star Wars. All right. in five takes a bong hit. Okay. We're going to have Assassin's Creed. Hey, Mortal Kombat. It's like comes in the room. Hey, hold my beer. We're going to have Freddy freaking Krueger. Okay. Next game. We're going to have Jason Voorhees and Leatherface. You know what? We're going to have Alien and Predator. Only it's not even going to be the real alien. It's going to be this messed up abomination of one of the aliens face humping one of our characters in the game and making this weird, crazy harbion. 
Yep, the Baraka alien. All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, and now they put every 80s action star in Mortal Kombat 11. And I'm just like, just stop. I know why you're doing it is because money. But at the same time, it's getting to the point where money is destroying your integrity, which you do eventually need to keep. You know, why don't you just take all these 80s action stars and horror icons and make 80s horror action deathmatch the video game and just do that? Like maybe Pinhead summons them all into hell and they have to fight a death championship in the hell blood dome to get back to the real world where they can continue uh, kill, killing and murderizing people. So Dave, for our last few minutes here, I want to play a fun game. Oh, Cast geez. that game. What? Cast that game. We're going to okay. take your, we're going to take turns. Who, okay. would you, who would you add to that game of drag to hell by uh, <laughs> pinhead? So a couple we're going to take off the table here are going to be pinhead <laughs> Pinheads, drag me to hell, deathmatch, explosion of thumb. <laughs> so we're going to take Pinhead, Jason Voorhees, uh, Freddy Krueger, and uh, Leatherface out of the mix. Okay. Because they were already in uh, games. Yeah. Okay. What other okay. ones? What's the next one you would add? Okay. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't we play this game actually on the trip to an Anime Central one year? We did. Nice. So let's just assume those four are already in the game. So that's why we're yeah. not going to talk about it. Okay. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, hmm. I I just want to actually see how they would make this as a character to play as, because I think it would be incredible if they could pull it off. But can you imagine playing as the thing in, in like a fighting game? You know, where you're mutating and transforming into all this different horrific nightmare stuff, body horror things. And, you know... Uh, what's the name of that tentacle character from Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Tentacle... Oh, Shuma Garoth? Yeah, I imagine it plays a little bit like that. Uh, probably, but, you know, just much more horrible. I, I would do yeah. that, you know. Okay. You know... Maybe his projectile weapon is he shoots one of those crazy mutant dogs out of his chest and it goes rushing after you or something. So the first one I'm going to add, Chucky. <laughs> okay, so that's the serve bot character of the game. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Chucky would have like a knife it throws and then uh, some of his special abilities could be like summoning the bride of Chucky. What, and he stands on her shoulder so he can actually become eye level with the other characters? Or she maybe like teleports in from the back and stabs the uh, oh, opponent. Oh, jeez. And the alternate skin can be the weird Mark Hamill version from the remake. <laughs> yeah. And then he summons in Aubrey Plaza and she just looks at you condescendingly. Uh... <laughs> Next character, Dave. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Okay, we got, we'd, we'd have to take a Terminator as well because he's clearly you know already in the game as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would also include uh, the 
Well, we got a lot of the Stan Winston Studio monsters in there. Because Stan Winston Studios, they design, you know, Predator, Terminator, Alien, all those guys. I would include the one where Stan Winston, you know, the guy behind the studio, he directed his own film and created his own monster, which was Pumpkinhead. And I would have him be like a, almost like a, like a mid-boss monster. He would be my Goro for that game. Because he, he's probably about like, you know, if, uh, what would you say? Like the average person is maybe like one and a half meters tall or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or, you know, somewhere between one and a half and two meters tall. Two meters. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost like three meters tall. He's like almost like nine feet tall in some spots because he's just so he's, 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 he's long like, and he's long and gangly and thin. All right. So he's like step on me lady from uh, Resident Evil uh, 8. Yeah. But if she were a skeleton and, you know, came from a pumpkin patch from hell and and but the thing about him, though, was, you know, he could do great feats of strength, even for how kind of gangly he looked. Like, he literally stabs a teenager with a shotgun. A shotgun is a completely blunt instrument. He doesn't go press to stomach, shoot, shove through hole. He just goes, whap, and stabs you know, through the kid. And, uh, yay, dead teenager in a horror movie. Hooray for cliches. <laughs> However, what's funny is in that movie, though, I do believe none of the kids have sex. So it breaks that rule already. So instead of, you know, like, oh, we had sex in the horror movie, you're dead. Nope. Free for all on everybody in this movie, you know. And then there is the point where he can just seemingly appear out of wherever he wants to. So remember how in Mortal Kombat X, even though even though Jason was in it, he had a teleport move mm-hmm. to kind of play on how he could just show up randomly in places. Yeah. I would keep. I would. I, I'd give him that move too. Nice. Yeah. Great. Great mid boss. Yeah. So I'm going to add the bonus stage character. Oh, okay. Uh, reminiscent of Street Fighter, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay okay and then uh the extra bonus stage boss like if you get too many points instead of christine it's the uh green goblin truck from maximum overdrive which there was the go. movie movie stephen king directed himself <laughs> <laughs> while he was like high on cocaine and uh marijuana and just blitzed out of his mind this car, this truck is literally like a toy truck, you know, that delivers toys, but it literally has like Marvel's Green Goblin on the front of the truck, being like the whole front of a face. So it's got that kind of face the whole time. Yeah. So if you if you can't beat up Christine, if you beat up Christine too much, like or get enough points, you get him. So instead of like Bowser, and you get Giga Bowser. Up, oh, can't mm-hmm. do. Up, oh, you're too good for Christine. Here's the truck for Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Uh, and then the final boss. The final boss. It's like Galactus from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Only it's Cthulhu. Nice. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, 
I, I just thought of a really evil uh, another bonus stage. Again, okay. take, taking this one from Mortal Kombat, it's test your might, but using okay. different tools to break the leg, like in Misery. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Oh oh my! Or wait, wait, wait! You you get like a teenager victim laying on the slab. And you get progressively worse weapons from which to destroy them with. Okay, yep. stage stage one, Leatherface's chainsaw. Okay, we're good. <laughs> stage eleven, you get a rolled up magazine. <laughs> Papercut death. <laughs> well, I don't know. Didn't like Matt Damon in one of the Bourne movies like beat the snot out of a guy with a rolled up magazine? I have never seen any of the Bourne films. Oh, okay. I, I swear he did that. He like rolled it. Whoop. Sorry, I'm not surprised. He like I rolled it up surprised. really tightly and used it as like a a, a really lightweight billy club. <laughs> okay. Next time we should uh, we should cast the uh, action movie game things like oh. Bourne, Indiana Jones. Oh. We'll just put those two sandwiches together, you know. <laughs> Okay, how much time do we have left? I mean, we, we just do? hit the hour, so we we can go a little bit. Okay. I just want to, you know, we can end on this, but the game I have been playing this week, actually, I yes. had to talk about it because there was this character I encountered today. I had seen him once before in the game, but this guy is the biggest pervert I've ever seen in any game and he is having the time of his perverted life. I am playing Yakuza you found, Zero. You found hmm? Weinstein in the game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I have never heard anyone speak or read text with so many double entendres and loaded like references to think, and there were some even I didn't even hear before. I'm just like, okay, I have more names to call it now. Good, but you, you're playing as a character who runs a cabaret hostess club, which is basically you wink. employ wink. You employ pretty girls to chat up your guests and sit with them and get them hammered. And so you can chat and keep the conversation while also being like, the girls are like, eh, you can't do this with just any old bottle of champagne. We need the really expensive high-class bottle of champagne. Wink. So it's one of those situations. So you are the manager of one of those clubs, and you go to another club to strike a deal to get one of their top-earning girls because you want to get more of a certain type of clientele in your club, but you make an offer because this club that you're going to is like only getting like stuffy old guys. And so you're like, I will give you like, it was like an insane amount of money, but it's also in the eighties in this game. So that insane amount of money isn't out of the question. And then you also say, and I'll let you have the pick of my newest girls who've just been hired. So that way you can get in that younger clientele that I know you've been struggling to get. And the guy's just like, I have every reason not to like you, to let you into my club. But even I can't turn down that deal because you are absolutely right. 
but after this point, I am never talking to you again. But in the process of deciding and determining, you know, how am I going to figure this out? To, you know, you know, gank this one girl from this club to get her to my club. You're looking around the club and you're like, yeah, stuffy old guy, stuffy old guy, stuffy old guy. You see this guy in his tidy whities That is all he is doing. And he is dancing in the middle of the stairwell. There is no music, really, to match the beat of his perverted moves as he, like, rubs himself with, like, a soap that is not there. I mean, he looks like he is dancing like the, um, the the dwarf actor would in Twin Peaks, the character who played the arm, just kind of like, and just, he's like molesting me via his hand gestures. And so I am like, what is all of that about? So I'm messaging Doug, like, what is this pervert doing? And Doug, who bought me the game for Christmas, he's just like, I do believe you find out about that later. This leads to the text message I sent to all of you guys earlier today with the picture of the guy in his undies, and he is doing, like, more pelvic thrust than hard game. You remember that character from, the like, uh, the late, like, 2000s? Yeah, I mean, it was in a lot of the uh, anime hells, right? Oh, yes. And so, I mean, this guy, he... He comes up and talks to you because you can run around and get, you know, any, like, cabaret club you might go into or any, like, you know, ooh, naughty shop you might find. If you, like, I just ran by one. I was heading to a story mission, and he stopped me, and he's like, yo, man, we should share tips, all the while doing all this pelvic thrusting. And he goes, man, I do it. I go three times a day with a girl, but I just can't get enough anymore. So we should trade tips on who's got the hottest girls. And literally the character says, wow, how much do you have? Might need to bleep that one. But then he's just finally, he keeps going, oh, man, I'd love to stay and talk. But I got to go shake hands with the cucumber. I'm like, what? Who says that? And Dave oh, discovered man. the worst episode of VeggieTales ever. <laughs> <laughs> No! Sorry, <laughs> no. right, dude, I gotta go smack the salmon around. What? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Oh my. And I just know I'm gonna. And then in the game, you can make friendships with other characters. And it has one of those lovely little friendship bars. Friendship! Mm-hmm. Yay! Uh, and so, like, one of the characters. Um, one of the times I'm running around and there's a, a little girl and she's like staring into the arcade, like longingly. And you, you just talk to her just like, Hey, little girl, what are you doing? It's like the middle of the night next to the seedy district of this city. You, you, you could get in a lot of trouble. It's not safe. I just really like the, the, the chestnut, the squirrel doll, but you know, we don't have a lot of money, so I just come to look at it. So you, you go in and you win her the chestnut, the squirrel doll, and give it to her, and then your friendship meter with her goes up. And so basically, you know, you win her toys in the arcade, her friendship goes up with you, and she likes you more. I ta- finished talking to this pervert. My friendship bar with him goes up. 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is the Not friend Prince. you get a disease from. I mean, they're going to name a disease after this guy. And he is talking about some things that I'm just like, what is this? Click. Do, 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 do. What is a soap land? Okay. Thank God Wait. I didn't have... I should have had incognito mode on for that one. Good lord! You're gonna get cucumberitis. Oh god! Uh, I got, I got the old cucumber Johnson. Yes. I didn't know even how I got it. <laughs> so this actually reminds me of one it other game I've been playing. Green. <laughs> so this kind of reminds me of a game I've been playing this week. I forgot to mention. I started up Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, I have that. I've been meaning to play it. Uh, what are you playing it on? Uh, Xbox. I got it for Switch. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, mm -hmm. But I get to a new town, and there's this girl outside, and my character goes up to her. And she's like, hey, do you want to have a puff puff session? Go and on. <laughs> and it's very clear what a puff puff session is. And she goes, hey, your friends can't watch. They have to wait outside. Nice. <laughs> and then, now mind you, this game is like a game for kids. You know, it's. Wait, really? <laughs> What's the rating well, on it? It's not M. <laughs> oh, is it T? I mean, you can get away with that with a T rated, I think. Uh, uh, wow. Anyway. Um, I don't oh, know what it is. But anyway, so mm. it's, it's, it's not like an instant transport either. You have to follow her into the house, up to the bedroom, where there's a bed, and then the lights go out, and and then the dialogue just says, puff, 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 puff. Oh! Hold on. Okay. Lights come back on. She's standing there, next to this burly dude in a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes did you enjoy your puff puff session my dad's the best at giving puff puffs in the in the town <laughs> what the hell <laughs> oh my god that is hysterical <laughs> and oh. then and then you go back outside and all four of your party members are standing out there and like how was it I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Good thing your character's mute or mute yeah. or mute. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, maybe that should be the topic for another time. The time games embarrassed us. Because there have been times I've played some games. I'm like, I said, this is one of the few times I think I'm really happy I'm single because this is some of the weirdest crap I've ever seen. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, so that's going to be 99% of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 whenever you get to it. Nice. I can't believe just, that was made by Nintendo. Which is funny because, yeah, in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and I believe X didn't, well, <laughs> okay, I take back what I said about X, but 1 didn't have too much of that. There were, you could get like a swimsuit outfit for a girl, a girl here and there, but you could also do that with Shulk and the guys too. Um, but uh, so, the, X had the uh, slider mechanic, so if you wanted to uh, adjust, uh, exactly, yeah, 
If you wanted to recreate the vampire lady from, uh, you know, Resident Evil 8, you could. Yeah. I mean, you could play around with that slider and, you know, kind of adjust the level of air in the flotation devices. You know, they took that out for the American version. You know, things like that. I might have to find a video one day for you of some of the uh, awkwardness in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, I've seen the one Donkey made, though, where uh, it shows the uh, the Nopon, Nopon working on the uh, robot magical girl, and she, like, activates, what can I do for you, master? And then it just shows Rex and Pyra's face just, what the hell? Oh, <laughs> have you seen the upgrades to Poppy? That's the robot's name. Okay, let's just save that for when I, I play the game. <laughs> Fair enough. And on that awkward note, ladies and gentlemen, this was yep. another interesting episode of Syrup Shots. Yes, uh, the Syrup Shots off the script Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We hope you have enjoyed. Yeah. And if you like yeah. more of this content, this kind of stream of thought nonsense, you know, let us know in a comment below. Yeah, I would love for your feedback. Uh, this will probably post Wednesday because uh, I have to go through and edit some of Dave's language. Naughty go boy. figure. I know. <laughs> well, I thought it was only the one, but, you know, we're, we are only trying to get away with words you can say on television, really. Yeah, on on major network television. We're yeah, not talking on public, FX. Public network television, not like, uh, not, not those... Uh, number hundred those three-digit number channels you perverts do you know hbo actually got rid of those shows huh again they realized huh people have the internet yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) those shows like old old and old i mean it just seems like some of them would repeat constantly. Like, I remember we've had, like, HBO, like, three times growing up. And I remember trying to catch a glimpse of them, like, when I was 12. And then again, when we had them when I was, like, 18, it's just, like, this is the same show. And I, it's literally the same episode I tried to watch when I was 12. <laughs> you know why, right? For the people that watch it. They don't really need anything to progress. <laughs> well, hey, HBO is smart. They're like, you know what? Film it once we could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did it in one. See that? <laughs> Got it done in one. <laughs> uh, that, that's what she said. <laughs> wow. Or he. We're, hey, we're not judgmental here. We're not judgmental here. <laughs> You failed it. It's supposed to go like. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have a uh, noise canceling on, so I think it, it stopped the sound. Oh, I got you. <laughs> so, anyway, on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, leave a comment. Say nice things. If you're going to say anything uh, mean, um, uh, find Mike Pence's Twitter feed. <laughs> good night everybody be safe be kind bottoms up uh.